There starts now a party political broadcast on behalf of the Jambags Comedy Gaming Podcast. Dear listeners, we thank you for your time and for continuing to listen to our mostly monthly podcast that we produce for you, the listener, each month. We appreciate that in these difficult and dark times, our podcast is probably the only ray of light in your miserable, wretched and most likely insignificant time stroke lives. That's right. We've laughed with you. We've cried with you. We got duped into buying Cyberpunk at launch with you. And when COVID hit, we were locked down with you. We know the pain of trying to eat each other rather than socially distance at the local supermarket as well as attacking neighbours over some toilet roll. We take our job of entertainers seriously and we know that the cost of living crisis, the war in Ukraine, COVID, climate change and the imminent release of the T-virus is no doubt weighing upon your mind quite heavily. It was always our intent to make the Jambags Comedy Gaming Podcast a free community experience that anyone could listen to. Except your children or anyone with a mental age above 14. This was our gift to your ears and the world's ears. Unfortunately, due to the rise in costs and Rudy's expensive addiction to buying retro emulation handhelds off AliExpress, we must move our prices in line with this. <laughs> That's right. The costs of producing this podcast have gone up catastrophically. Yes, we record, converse and produce a podcast using free software and we have already bought all the hardware. However, we have hosting and to pay electricity to cover our Facebook calls. Plus, we have to think of our staff. We have a dedicated and expensive team of producers, writers, makeup artists, costumers, masseuses, ego massagers, fluffers and exotic animal handlers that contribute to each and every episode. Which means that our listeners will see a slight price increase per episode, where you could easily watch or listen uh, to the podcast, there will now be a small fee to do so. You can now expect each episode of the Jam Bags Comedy Gaming Podcast to cost anywhere between about two to seven and a half thousand US dollars. We appreciate this probably isn't the news you wanted to hear. You may be worried at how you're going to afford this on top of all the other bill rises. Trust us, we hear you. We get you. But this is hitting everybody hard. And there is a brand new Kickstarter for a retro-focused handheld gaming PC that I quite fancy. So sit back and enjoy our last free podcast to you. Also, why not take in the time to fill your credit card details in? You can find this in an open Excel sheet that we have pinned up outside our house, just down from the local Tesco. We value you. We love you. Now, cough up, peasants. Yeah! Hello Jambaggers, welcome to the 50th episode extravaganza of the Jambags Comedy Gaming Podcast. Thank you for sticking with us that long, if you've been with us from the beginning, or if you're new here, it's very, very nice to have you here. Thank you for, for coming Yay. to see us. Yay! I am your host, Mr. Dante Rodriguez, and this is my esteemed colleague... 
Mr. Rudy Manchego. Welcome, everyone. It's been 50 episodes, don't say. I mean, that's... Uh, 55, is it? 50 episodes! Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of specials in there, but but this is like 50 mainline episodes. That's what really counts. Yes. And I don't know about the maths, but that's a, a lot of episodes. That is mathematically a lot of episodes. I, I completely agree. Uh, are we doing anything special for the 50th episode, Rudy? Um... Okay, yeah, sorry, jambaggers, we're not really doing anything that special. It's an extravaganza in name only. But next month, EGX, EGX special. You should expect some good quality EGX content, yeah, we, like we you've are, had from us yeah. in the past. We are. It's been a few years. Well, literally a few years, but we are going on the road again. We'll be recording from the EGX uh, convention in London, England. Um, yeah, so Not we'll us. actually be talking to people maybe and walking uh, around is the and, uh, filthy assistant out of prison now is he, he is uh, out of assistant the anubis worshipping filthy assistant who we bring along for those who haven't listened before our filthy assistant is uh well someone that we come to to manhandle us carry our luggage to clear the way because we're quite big high profile celebs um yeah. get us fat sandwiches get us food um occasionally you know tell us how good we're looking do our hair? Yes, uh, yeah, do, do, do the hair. Do the do the uh, kind of the top makeup, that sort of thing. Brush our teeth. Uh, yeah, make sure that we flossed. Uh, that wipe us stuff. if we need any wiping anywhere. Um, so. Yeah, no, just kind of going in and clearing the toilets out before we uh, before we go into them because you know he's he's good at that sort of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. So, so we're, you know, we're off um, on the road. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So we're looking forward to it. We've got no idea. We heard rumours that EGX last year was not all it, and obviously it was COVIDy times, but. It wasn't yes. all it's cracked up to be in terms of publishers and stuff, but maybe this year, no. maybe it'll be good. But I think, you know, from our side, we're just looking to to, to meet you, our adoring public, in, in person yes. or persons. <laughs> Absolutely. Just to, just to meet up, to be quite honest, would be quite good. But uh, see some of those uh, indie games that are coming up. I don't know if there are going to be any big publishers there, but it doesn't really matter. It'll be nice to just to be there around some fellow gamers and uh, have our... You know, wallets removed of some cash for all the pricey merch that's going to be there absolutely it is going to be ridiculously expensive both getting there <laughs> staying there and coming back let alone the fact that uh you know we'll probably have to pay for stuff while we're there too so yeah, yeah. um it is going to be expensive and also we have to be really really careful of the food i'll say because i've a guy at work went to a convention there he went to like a he oh, might yeah. have been a fast food place and um he was on the toilet for a long time afterwards so we need to be a little Ooh, bit on unfortunate as they say at the uh at the the offices of cockstar very unfortunate very Um, very unfortunate Um, plus we have to pay uh metal shark back for that beer and that's going to cost us well we've been saving up for since the last one um since 2019 (laughs) to pay for the beer um you know so yeah we'll get into that but in the meantime you know it's been a while since we've come together what you've been playing there uh, uh big dog Dante. Okay, uh, I have uh, still been playing sort of Elden Ring every now and then. I've finally Ooh. completed for the first time in my life the Grand Theft Auto 3, thanks to the remaster. I've finally managed to do the Ooh. final mission, which I've never done on in the old PS2 days, so I'm going to move on to Vice City uh, fairly soon. Uh, yeah, so I went back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla a little bit, which was a bit jarring when compared to sort of Elden Ring, when it's which is very sort of tightly produced gameplay-wise. 
I mean, I still like the story of the Assassin's Creed games, but it, you know, games like Elden Ring really do kind of highlight some of the shortcomings there, and certainly in the gameplay of, of how those types of games work. Uh, I've been going through the story mode of Soul Calibur 2 uh, HD version, uh, which is quite good, and we've been sort of getting stuff together for uh, for my partner's uh, gaming shed. We've got uh, some Dreamcast controllers and some old Dreamcast games. We've been playing those as well. Ooh, so kind of a, cool. a good variety of stuff, to be honest. Uh, how about yourself? I mean, well, I have also been touched on the retro scene. I've picked up a yet another retro handheld, the Iron Odin, which <laughs> is uh, pretty good, but it can play GameCube and some PS2 games pretty well in the handheld. Nice. So I've been playing Psychonauts, uh, PS2 version of Psychonauts. Oh, nice. um, I've never played it back in the day. I've heard the second one is also really, really good, and there's a VR experience, so I thought I want to go back, and that's really, really cool. What else? Um, you guys, everyone might remember before we went away uh, on our Holly Blobs. Um, early yes. Month, I finally got around to playing Lord Winklewilson Investigates. Um, ah. And I did a review for anybody in gaming, so you can go check that out at um, ab-gaming.com. But that was a absolute joy to play. Really enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, I've been playing Celeste on the Switch, which is really difficult. And oh, I suck yes. at platformers, but um, it's a gorgeous game. But... Oh boy, do I suck! And I'm still trying to get through <laughs> Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart on PS5 oh. to get the coveted platinum trophy. Um, but to be honest, I just haven't. I've enjoyed it, but I've, it's kind of been picking up, putting it down, picking up, putting it down. So um, mm. I may finish it off before before the end of the month's out. But I, I wouldn't hold anyone's collective yeah. breath. But um, yeah, so it's been a bit of a varied one for me. But I think I'll be plowing on with with, with Psychonauts, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, I, I went away for a week as well while, uh, over the past uh, past month, so I did do a little bit more Switch gaming, which i kind of forgotten about. I've been playing uh, uh, the Episode 1 Racer port, so oh, yeah, those yeah. Star Wars games, a little bit of Republic Commando as well, because that's on the same cartridge, and a game called Riptide Renegade, which seems to be some sort of jet ski racing game, which I'm really enjoying as well. Cool, that's a very, very thing. So... Will you bring? What's your console? Are you going to bring down to EGX? And are you going to bring something for the train or bus or whatever? I think I should. I, I, I feel like I should bring the Switch, but I don't know. There's this kind of demonic voice in the back of my head saying I should bring my Vita instead and play some. Uh, it's a tough one. Vita yeah. I I am contemplating. Just, my question is not which handheld, what you know, what device, <laughs> but which one I bring and how many. Um, mm. I almost bring the Steam Deck, but battery life. I, I would really like to see the Steam Deck working, but I, I know it's you know, quite a valuable piece of kit to take on the train. It is. But, I'd have uh, to hide it inside myself to make sure it's safe <laughs> at all times, and it's a chunky beast. Um, so, my bring the Switch. I'm definitely going to bring down at least one emulation device to play as well. So, we shall cool. see. We shall see. But, anyways, that's it. That's that. Should we crack on to uh, our news section? I think we have some news nuggets to talk about this month. Indeed. Right, let's do it. And hey, Jam Bags, welcome to From the Jam Bag. That's monthly news segment where we go through all the bits and bobs of the gaming world and give you the juiciest gaming news nuggets direct to your ear flaps um absolutely right yes all the things that you need to know about gaming but you're not kind of uh, motivated enough to go and find it in other parts of the world yeah, exactly. we bring those to yeah. you jam baggers exactly. a quick google is beyond you so let's just um, absolutely you know, let's just, just talk about it so 
This one's a pretty big one, actually. It touches on what we obviously we've had to deal with the cost of living crisis with yeah. our podcast and um, a potential um, addiction to buying retro handouts. But the the main thing is that t- times are tough out there, and a lot of people are have to make some serious serious decisions about their expenditure and everything going on mm-hmm. with energy and lots of things going on there and, and no one's immune to it and we're not absolutely making light of it but what we we are happy to say that um that sony have come out and actually declared that they are going to do their bit to help consumers with the cost of living crisis because they've decided that with um the world you know turning to to, to rat poop and you know everything being unaffordable <laughs> that this would probably be the best time to help people out by raising the price of the PlayStation 5 console in some countries not the US but you know UK and, and other countries UK certainly um, uh, most of Europe as well yeah I think. exactly um, yeah. and you know and I think this is actually people some people have been a bit grumpy but I think this is really really you know something we should applaud Sony for because their logic oh, yeah. is that people are really strapped for cash at the moment um, and obviously upset that they can't afford a PlayStation 5 at its current, you know, RRP, you know, so retail price. And Sony have decided to help by making sure that people no longer want the console by pricing it way higher than the competition, which means that people aren't going to feel like they're missing out because, hmm, what's the point? You know, it's way too expensive. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty awesome. And also what the plan is is that because, you know, um, energy is so expensive. They're doing their bit for energy conservation because people won't have to actually pay all the huge energy bills just to power the big Volvo-shaped be- beast. So, oh yeah, all those kind of internal fans and uh, you know, it's, it's hefty and, and it, it lights up and it everything. Is. You know, there's a lot of lights on it. So, they're really doing their bit to um, you know to help Make things better for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, completely, I mean. <laughs> completely. Yeah, you know, really, really is. Um, you know exactly that. Let's put this in perspective, though. I mean, how long have these the the, the new generation of consoles uh, been out? When when what year were they released? Was it twenty nineteen or twenty twenty? It's twenty twenty. So we are on, you know, we are on the yeah, we're, we're, what was the second, second year you know, up, with what? a little bit more and, and change. Yeah, it's, it's on. Yeah, here is uh, yeah, and I. I've been biding my time thinking, oh yeah, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a price drop any time. I, I saw the news article, you know, PS5 price, and I was thinking it was going to say drop, but it was like, hike, what? It is a very odd time to, to be alive. I mean, yeah, absolutely. This is about two years, one and a half, two years, of when you normally expect the consoles to start dropping in price to attract more. Well, yeah, when you think back to like the 360, even the Xbox One, I mean, you were starting to get, uh, you know, decent bundles. You could get a game for, you get the console for a little bit less than the RRP. Uh, with a couple of games thrown in at your local game store, and uh, you know you'd feel like you did uh, did pretty well on it. To be honest, whereas, that. I mean, you know, yeah, I picked up the my PS4, I think, in 2015, which was you know sort of a year and a similar sort of time frame, and that was when yeah. bundle prices start to drop to a point that I thought, oh, I can, I'm going to leap on this bad boy and get myself a PS4. But yeah. this is obviously a, a new era, which is the you know let's let's put prices up, especially since no one can get hold of the bloody things anyway, um, well, except for scalpers. Yeah. Um, which actually makes you wonder: Are scalpers now cheaper than buying it <laughs> from a shop? Hey, it's it's worth investigating. We should send one of our uh, on our reporters to to find that out. Yeah, because if scalpers bought one of the early ones, are they going to increase profit, or were they actually undercut Sony and still make quite a bit of money? Um, but I don't know. It's it's a difficult one. But that's not so. That's 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 pretty serious. But you've got something coming up here from uh, some 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 regular that we normally uh, you know, regular publisher that we talk about a lot. Yes, absolutely. That those regular features on our podcast. Those good ish folks over at Digital Paintings or DP as we like to call them. 
Uh, they have released another year's instalment of their long-running American football simulator, Hard Tackle. Uh, hoping that nobody will notice that it was exactly the same game. Some of the old bugs removed, some new bugs put in uh, to replace them, and just been repackaged and sent out uh, sent out to the public. So standard kind of DP uh, way of doing things, wouldn't you say, Rudy? It's it's very much what DP do. They apply a lot of pressure into those those two places. Yeah, they, they really do. Uh, and they, they, they put a lot of uh, stock in their brand loyalty. And again, there's lots of reviewers coming out and streamers, even some uh, football play, American football players have come out to slam the game, uh, saying that it's kind of uh, broken and buggy and all that sort of thing. We've got some really uh, tough quotes here about hard tackle. I think there was one quote from uh, a major league player saying, hard tackle has gone soft, Ooh. which is you know, scathing, absolutely. Uh, and I want to say, yeah, don't play with hard tackles, says another one of these uh, industry giants, another one of these uh, streamers who also used to be a sports person. Uh, and finally, you know, very, very scathing, this tackle is barely even a tickle. Oof. I mean, I, I, that one sounds oh, no. a little more erotic, actually, but oof. Oof. But I yeah. have a tackly tickle ooh. or a tickly tackle. A tickly tackle, yeah. Tickle yeah, so uh, again, we, we go back to the source to, uh, the, I don't know why he still takes our calls, but Rand Moorbucks uh, did take our call and sent us back a, a well, there's an email rather than a call, it says, IDK, I don't know, uh, you morons are all going to buy it anyway, so why TF should we even bother trying? Well, I don't know what IDK or TF means, but I, I think I get the gist of what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah, again, it's, it's that brand loyal, isn't it? And apparently... Uh, even with all these bad reviews and uh, all these reports, it doesn't seem to have affected the sales of the product. So hmm. I guess who are we to argue? Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's almost like Rand is pretty much right and spot on the money. <laughs> yeah, which is not something I thought we would be saying in this uh, in this particular episode. But yeah, Rand, smart business guy, sadly. Yeah, I mean, that's a... I mean, tackle's barely a tickle. Still, I'm still stuck on that. To be honest, that's a great, yeah, that's no, a great ba- quote. barely even a tickle from the tackle. That's that's not something you want said about uh, about your hard tackle. That is, is very yeah. You do not want someone saying you've got much tickle in your tackle or tackling. Your tickle. No, I mean absolutely. Wow. Not. Well, I mean, but I guess it just goes to show that you know a brand name is no like hard yeah. tackle is going to sell on its own. Yeah. Exactly, it's, it does seem to be. Anyway, so moving on from a, a long-running sports franchise to a uh, a very beloved, sort of, oh, I guess, retro game classic franchise from the point-and-click genre. Yeah, what I mean, for us, really? I mean, don't say you're quite old, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm super old. I mean, or, you're older or, than me. Well, no, for a start, very like a couple of months you, older than you. You're still older than me. Right? Get on with it. Yeah. And you used to play old PC games, didn't you? And games on PC and Amiga and all that kind of I stuff. I actually played the first of this particular series that you're about to mention on the Commodore Amiga. Good lord almighty, you are old. I know. I don't I even know. know what one of those things is. Um, of course you do. Yeah. You know, you buy more retro tech than I do. Do you, do you have one of those? No. No. Okay. But uh, I don't even know what list. you're talking about. And if I, I don't, I don't even know what we're buying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the Monkey Island Point and Click series is yeah. an absolute classic of the genre. <laughs> I can remember playing. I think the original Monkey Island. Uh, I think I played it around someone else's house, but you know, we played yes. through a lot of it. Um, first two games are considered, you know, to be obviously sort of 
Jim Ross. Now, it happens in multiple sequels after that, but the first two are the ones that came from the same creators. Yeah. And, and they had some fairly sympathetic remasters on, I think, Xbox Live and the online marketplace and stuff like right, that. And they yeah. still played really well. But They, they, yeah. they fully voiceovered it. The, the, the humour still still worked for me anyway. Exactly. And, you know, it's absolutely aggressive. So, and fans have been, you know understandably demanding and wanting a sequel from the original creatives to creative team for all these years and now mm. in 2022 they finally got it and the fans are livid that it doesn't look quite how they wanted it to yeah i know just just slight kind of uh, expectations there was it the art style then it's the art style it's the art style so it's got a very slightly it's got a different unique style to some of the previous installments even though two and one had a difference between them and have been stylistic updates they don't like the art style they say it's not what they want to see it doesn't it doesn't feel like monkey island it's not good enough we don't care that's what we wanted we don't want it anymore because it doesn't look how we imagine yeah. it to in our imaginary heads so the developers exactly. should go as good and as the game boil their bottom. Concocted in our heads. Exactly. So because of that, it means there's absolutely no merit to the game whatsoever. And you know, to the mm. point of you know mass amounts of threats and you know and pretty much doxing and horribleness to the actual developers. To the point that it's driven the main series creator off social media. So um, yeah. and you know, you got to wonder a little bit. You know, did you deserve it? I, mean, I think maybe maybe the developers did deserve it by you know. I mean, yeah, I know. But how dare they try and make a game that everybody wanted? Yeah, I mean, you know, they've gone out there. Yeah, everyone wants a game, but they haven't checked with everyone if it was going to look the way that people wanted it to look. And you think, well, you know, that's not good business. That's not good market research. No, um, <laughs> you know. absolutely not. Um, no. Now, obviously, that's... people wouldn't have liked it if it had just been looked exactly like the original sort of pixelated one, because they'd been like, well, you know, technology's changed a lot. Um, yeah. And now we're in a position that you can animate anything pretty much that you can draw nicely on screen. Um, but obviously people don't want that, so you know they should have realised this and fixed it a long time ago. They absolutely should. I mean, when are people going to learn? It's, it's like Mass Effect 3 all over again. I mean, what they should have done with Mass Effect 3, if people didn't like the ending, is to go out and tell everybody what the ending is to see if they like it before they actually made the game. Completely. I mean, this is, this is like a self-made problem by the devs. They should have they should yeah. have trialled multiple art styles with as many people that like the original games as they are, and, and then basically whichever one gave them the less death threats... Um, <laughs> should be the one that they go with um, obviously yeah. but they didn't do that they just tried to have some kind of artistic integrity and look where it's landed them right I know. Have, right have, in the monkey island have, jail <laughs> have, a, have a, a kind of creative vision that they stick to rather than having to do it by consensus with but, loud people yeah, on Reddit but it's stuff. coming out very soon will you be playing it as someone that's very very old who played the original on a, on a console or yeah, on a computer I, that I, I don't I'm, remember <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, to be honest, I'm not mad about the art style. Uh, it's it's maybe not what I would have picked, but I'm just really happy to have a, a Monkey Island game out there. Looks a bit more like Grin Fandango, I think. But I'm I'm a big fan of uh, of that developer and the stuff that he's put out. Is it Ron Gilbert, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed Thimbleweed Park, which I know he had a uh, he basically wrote and. Uh, yeah, I, I'm there for it, to be quite honest. Even if it's not exactly how I would have made it, I still think it's going to be a fun time. You have a, presumably sent at least one death threat. Um, well, yeah, I mean, everyone who's on the internet has to send a death threat, otherwise you can't good, be a, good, good, okay, an internet troll. We don't want to be seen as being, like, you know, behind the times. Should I have put the company... I did put the company logo on it. That's That was the right thing, yeah? You mean the one that's got our um, our HQ details on it? Yeah, yeah, our, our, our address, our uh, all of our socials, and uh, and our I'm sure it'll be fine. Where I we mean, actually live, you know, it's, it's not like we've been raided by the police or anything before. Not this week, anyway. No, yeah. no. <laughs> but um, let's go on to our last our last news article because this one's um, 
This one's yes. about a genre of games that we, uh, you know, we've dabbled in. We've dabbled in. We do now. We talk, we talk about it from time to time. So uh, there's there's a lot of talk going on at the moment uh, about sort of the, uh, the acquisition of uh, Hacktivision Snowstorm uh, that is being bought out by MaxiPad. Uh, there's a lot of questions that went out to uh, all the different producers and uh, people that are involved in gaming, particularly about one franchise of games, which is arguably their... Uh, the biggest one that that company makes, and that is their Shooty Shooty Bang Bang games. Now, I've played a few of them. I've kind of gone off them a little bit in recent years, but they're still good fun to pick up every now and then. You've played a few, haven't you, uh, Rudy? Yeah, Bang Bang Pew Pew, Shooty Shooty Bang Bang. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just one of those games. And, uh, you know, it's always the kind of the model of first-person shooter control schemes. Everyone calls it Shooty Bang Bang controls these days, and that's just how kind of gaming seems to have been affected by it. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Tentacle Games, a big kind of Japanese producer of the uh, of, of the gaming consoles, uh, have made the claim that the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang series are a genre all to themselves. Ooh. There are no other games on the entire gaming market that are even a little bit similar to the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang uh, games. What do you think about that, Rudy? I mean, it's an interesting. It's a definitely interesting approach because there are, you know. I would have said before they before they announced this that there were other games like the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang games, but now they've yeah. said it. You know, are they like the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang games? I mean, yes, you do go Shooty Shooty Bang Bang. Yes, uh, in, in, in those in games, kind of... in very much the same manner as you do in the other games. But does that make them the same genre if they do the same things in them? I don't know. It's hard to say, isn't yeah. it? It, it is hard to say. I mean, and our lawyers have very much told us not really to say. Uh, but you know, a lot, a lot of publishers did make the point. Yeah, we, we do. I did check with a lawyer before saying talking about this one. They told me to be very careful, but mm. I never listened to them. <laughs> uh, the, the publishers say that the uh, games like uh, Battleground, that's a very popular series mm-hmm. of, uh, of games, you know, kind of ba- Battleground uh, Bad Dudes is you know, kind of all the offshoots of it. Uh, Counter Attack, I mean, that was a, an old PC game Barrier, that I kind of yeah. uh, got into. So you you probably remember that, uh, yeah. Because because I'm so old yep. and you're some sort of whippersnapper. Oh yeah. Uh, and one of my old favourites, the Medal of Does War Real Gooder uh, series. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean those were the Medal of uh, of Does War Real Good uh, series was just very gritty. Um, very yeah, gritty. I, I feel like it was like the the underrated. Uh, you know, maybe slightly better than than that one there, but just didn't seem to get the. Uh, yeah, never really got uh, past the, the, the three six one. It had a couple of lackluster entries, I think. Um, but it did do war yeah. real good. Uh, so uh, yes, it, it did do war real, real good. Anyway, so uh, Tentacle are insisting that Shooty Shooty Bang Bang, despite all of those other. Uh, modern military shooters let's say that might be what the genre would be called although my lawyer says i'm not really supposed to say it that way mm-hmm. uh you know the shooty shooty bang bang is a unique game with nothing at all like it and should not be owned by their biggest competitor which in theory even though they've said they probably aren't going to at least not to begin with uh are going to make it a console exclusive to the to the to the maxi pad uh, red version Oh, and was there a response from MaxiPad at all? There was some sort of a, a press release, very, very mature, very, uh, very kind of well handled by the very eloquent people over at uh, MaxiPad. Uh, the press release uh, went along the lines of this. Well, that is mature, as you as you said there. That's hundred percent. That's what mature. you expect from a major, um, you know, international conglomerate uh, technology. Absolutely, you know, and uh, the, company. The kind of story that we like to report here in from the gem bags. It, as well. It's it's it's. I mean, at this point, you actually wouldn't be. You know, I just don't get surprised by anything these large organisations do now. <laughs> do you? It's just like you know, people no. starving to death. 
sure. It's just like, okay, yeah, yeah go with it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> no, absolutely. No, the, 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 it just seems like uh, the landscape is getting less and less consumer focused with the people saying stuff like that. But hey, what are we to judge anyway? Uh, so yeah, that's the news for this month, Jambaggers. Uh, I hope that's uh, made you more enlightened, brought some uh, some good news nuggets into your lives, and uh, we're going to move on to our next segment now. State of the Gaming Nation. Rudy, this is our 50th episode. I mean, surely we should have done something a little bit better than this. We should have been better prepared. I mean, we, we write this on the back of a beer mat most of the time. Oh, okay. Have you got something for me? I do, actually. I do, actually. Just close those sweet lips of yours for just a second while I just announce how we are going to make this a... 50th episode remaster. You see, the thing is, do you know what 50 episodes means? Oh, yes. It means we've been All that doing classic this. classic content that we've got. Yeah, for a long time now. I mean, obviously yeah. you're longer because you're older, but we've been doing it for a long time. And that means we've got a back catalogue of some absolute bangers, yeah? Oh, yeah. No, we've, we've done some, some great episodes. Right. No, 100%. So we've got that. And do you know what's really, really, really popular at the moment? You're going to say remastering, aren't you? I'm going to say, well, yeah, nostalgia. Nostalgia is really, really big. And you're right. If we remaster the nostalgic content that we've produced before, it will feel like new and people will lap the living shittles out of it. Oh, man. I mean, this this is a, such a great idea, really. Why didn't I think of that? I mean, it always goes so well when people appeal for nostalgia. It's, it's, it's never gone wrong for anyone. I mean, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Exactly. Uh, uh, well... Anyway, but my my point is yeah. is that is that look you know twenty eighteen is when we started yeah yes twenty eighteen I think yes and that, yeah, that, no, that is a long time ago of... yeah that's that's years, years ago yeah. yeah and there's no real way for people to get hold of our old content is there no apart from you know going back through all of our old uh, yeah I mean, I mean technically yeah you can get on YouTube and you can get it on Spotify and all the other channels and stuff like that but you have to yeah, search for it and go right and scroll down quite a bit because there's so many episodes scrolling down is hard it's, it's very hard it can really damage your finger people don't want to do that but people want the same people want nostalgia but better with those standards I'm going to say that from a technical point of view and a production kind of view we've improved we are better than we used to be you know we've got we've got better equipment we've got more equal mics We've got better at mixing yeah. it, you know. We've got a we've, we've got post production software. We're, we're pretty good. So, if we took some of the concepts of our earlier podcasts, yeah, and we kind of got oh, some yeah. of our choice highlights from earlier podcasts, and now produce them on this podcast, we're gonna well, we're gonna we're gonna have like it's it's a full remaster, and we can probably charge I don't know seventy dollars for this remaster. So I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I, I would say eighty dollars for a next generation kind of version of it as well. Com- completely. So look, I just think what we do is we just re-deliver some of the great content we've had previously. Um, just go back, have that kind of running bands and some new stories and some stories back and forth to talk about it. And yeah. uh, with our remastered quality, uh, and you know, you're excessively marching on age, and that would be that would be great. We done, and then that'll be like a really special moment for our for our long term fans. Um, and then then we'll then we'll yeah. knock it on the head and um, finish this thing off. What do you reckon? Uh, I, 
I think it sounds a lot like uh, just kind of rereading our old scripts and not doing any real work, which is fine by me. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's it's giving people what they want because they've already had it. Damn right. Yes. Okay. Right. So, so where are we going to start? We've got some some really great content from from over the years. What what do you think we should? Uh, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with. back. Right. Just let's go back to one of the classics because our listeners are going to remember this. But <laughs> wait a sec. So, <clears throat> oh, don't say. How are you feeling now? You've heard that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. You were so passionate about Cyberpunk. You're just going to get. You're going to have another mental breakdown, aren't you? Because you you want to play the game so badly, and and they keep delaying it. No, no, I don't know why they keep delaying it because it's probably already finished and released. Yeah, perfect. I mean, this this is a a good one, yeah. Kind of retouching on some of that, but to be quite honest, I still think the game is not finished and could do with a few. Well, well, well what do you mean? What do you mean? We, this is this is the remaster. We're not we're not putting anything new into that. That's well, I mean, sorry, sorry. that would be a special. That would be like a game of the year kind of thing. No, no, no. you know. So, God, <laughs> I can't believe how good. Yeah. Oh, I hope you don't have another <laughs> mental breakdown to go off the rails because Cyberpunk's not out yet. Go off, <laughs> get, get a full fugue state and yeah. go and kind of you know. Tear up some people at the uh, the CD yeah. project. Well, don't uh, worry; it'll be worth studios. it when it when it releases uh, in a few years' time. It'll, you'll be absolutely worth yeah. it for it. Don't worry. It absolutely oh. will. Yeah, it feels like I'm stuck in a weird time loop. But yeah, no, that that, that is right. Okay, I've got another one. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I I think we should go back to to that episode where we talked about uh, the Ubisoft abuse claims oh, and how fun times. Yeah, oh, <laughs> classics. Yeah, when when we oh, thought Ubisoft mm. was the only producer that would uh, uh, would ever kind of treat their. Stuff. I know. Can you believe? leave i'm just so glad that we live in a world where ubisoft you know have been emerged that have you know been very very abusive to their staff and uh and we found you know and they're the only people that were doing it and yes, they were only and people we, that know, and we also just know that this is going to be effectively dealt with by the organization those abusers are going to go there'll be a massive shake 100%. up the cultural change i'm not and I'm, I'm really positive for the future that this is you know it's a one-off yeah it's one-off and in the future no one's going to do this again and they're certainly no going to deal with it you know at a fundamental level i think it's just yeah it's bad that yes. people can abuse but it's it's a great thing that you know it's it's no, one no, bad no. apple <laughs> not going to ruin a bunch, is it? So yeah, they are the uh, the exception rather than the rule, which is Completely. which is great to, to actually think about. And uh, yeah, that that this this kind of one instance of these bad things happening, I was going to be all that it would take uh, for people to properly regulate the gaming industry and to make sure that the staff are treated fairly, uh, so that nobody else ever does it. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what else is pretty awesome? You know what's this really cool at the moment? What's awesome at the minute? Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, PUBG. Oh, oh I tell you what, biggest game in the world. Biggest game uh, in the world, battle royale, brand new genre. Never been another one. Never going to be another one that tops this at all, or, or even no, exceeds it's it, or becomes a cultural more phenomenon. It's, very, very. Yeah, much. it's like that. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's you know, it's the you, you, it's quite new, so you might not realise it. But you know, you got like you know, you, <laughs> you got nine nine other players in an arena, and it's just like you know, Hunger Games or what it needs it from. Oh, you know, battle man. royale, hence the genre, the Japanese film. And basically, yes. yeah, you, you parachute it onto an island, and then you know you, the, the the playing map gets smaller and smaller, and it's down to whoever wins, and whoever wins it gets a is a winner winner chicken dinner. And I I don't chicken think that. Dinner. I mean, sometimes the game just comes out that it's so popular that you know it's going to be popular for years, and no one's ever going to be able to challenge it. I think it's uh, exactly <laughs> yeah. Nobody's going to topple that one off of its oh, throne. No, it's I mean, got such industry dominance. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, from, this is just like that. yeah, it's just going to stay stay at the top of the charts for all time. It will never leave. Absolutely. <laughs> it will be 
never leave. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, let's go back to one of our other uh, scripts, which is completely relevant now mm-hmm. and hasn't uh, at all aged oh, badly, yeah. uh, is that the whole COVID thing won't take that long to blow over. I mean, Ooh. first of all, I'm going to say, what COVID thing? Um, exactly. I mean, that's an obvious, you know, over-exaggeration by the media. You know, like, okay, yes, some people have got a bit cold after bumming a bat or something in, in China or whatever. But it's not like yeah. it's going to affect, like, you know, that's that's a long way away and I'm all the way over here in the UK. It's not like that's going to be a problem. Yeah. It's mad. It's not going to dominate the news cycle or anything. I can just keep making jokes about Corona beer being oh, Corona beer. Can you just, imagine drinking that? Great. Ooh, make you ill. <laughs> bit of lime in the top. Oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's absolutely not going to fundamentally change our fabric of existence, cause about exorbitant death, huge death tolls. Um and no. also prove how stupid some people are when it comes to wearing life-saving gear and uh, getting medicine that will save them. Because it doesn't exist. It's, it's not going to be a big deal. Right. No one's going to get, you know, all, at worst, you might get a slight cough. We'll just let it just pass through us. Come on, you know, we, we, <laughs> we, you know, won the blitz. Yes, with your blithe spirit, all that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's all going to be, you know, it'll be gone by Easter. Oh, you know, this is this is oh, this is we got we got any more more. This is this is quality content, Dante, that we're we're remastering. Well, what else? What oh, else yeah, we got? Completely. What else we got? What else we got? Uh, we, oh, there's there's one listed here. It says uh, the Dante thinks Fortnite is stupid and will never dream of playing. <laughs> yeah, uh, can you imagine if you uh, in your excessively old age picked up Fortnite? It would be like, oh my god, you know what an absolute knobhead you'd be. I mean, just a massive, <laughs> massive dickhead. I mean, I can't underestimate under, under you know understate just how much of a complete you know turnaround that would be for you as as a person and and you know how much of a complete cock i don't even know what Fortnite is or or who you are right well one of those makes sense um it's not <laughs> you're ever going to play that particularly with kids i mean no that's just not, what, not we're professional my, my gamers on the professional game completely podcast. yeah right. and we only play you know kind of serious games exactly like um well i don't you know a long time ago this is you know pong i don't know um pong yeah <laughs> yeah uh Good old pong. Oh, so and, I mean, uh, forgot any. Yeah. I mean, that's probably probably enough, really, isn't it? Of remastered content. I mean, just the yeah. just the audio quality improvements alone will make enough people, you know, spend seventy eighty dollars on this. Yeah, I mean that that's all we really need to do. Honestly, I think I don't even bother know why we're even bothering kind of talking through it again. All we need to do is just uh, you know run our old episodes through an audio filter and re-release it and f- off down the pub. Yeah, it sounds good. Anyway, you're buying. And hey, Jambaggers, this comes to the end of another Jambaggers Comedy Gaming Podcast episode. But it's not quite finished yet because you, our dear and loyal listeners, have sent us some more questions for us to answer. And if there's one thing we can do quite well, it's read out your questions and then badly it answer is. them. That means we don't have to do a great amount of thinking apart from when we come up with the yeah, answers. We don't really put any thinking into that. Um, no, no effort at all. So we've got the first one from Metal Shark, which is you know probably his last question before we have to um, spend a small fortune on remortgage our houses to uh, to pay for a beard in London but Manashark asks what is the best multiplayer title to play drinking games with 
ah, uh, he's he's already thinking about that beer. He when he's talking about, about drinking. So I was beer, thinking, is this kind of like because because last time we were at EGX, we all played Moving Out together, um, which was cool. We did. Um, yeah, for, I've been playing that with my daughter lately as well. She loves yeah, it. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, and we played a couple of other games like Windjammers, I think uh, Windjammers Two, um, and Street mm. Rage Four with. Um, with him said it so so i think what he's trying to do is thinking oh we did that last time and Naomi beer so you know how smashed mm. can i get on on the gem bucks dime and, and to be honest with the prices of beer not very but not very um what's your thoughts on get let's get straight into so this. the best multiplayer titans play uh drinking games with i mean the obvious one because it sort of springs to mind of uh something like call of duty you know any kind of online shooter or even even fortnite every time you you die on your ass to some hyperactive nine-year-old uh, and you know, have to contemplate a life choice, you should probably take a massive swig of whatever alcohol you've got with you. Yeah, I think that would... I mean, in my experience, I'd be under the table in seconds on that one because I there's always someone camping outside a spawn point that just, you know, toasts me and I get really angry and swear <laughs> at them and then my wife walks in and sees me swearing at kids and, you know, wants me to get help yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's just, you know, awkward, isn't it, for everyone? Very, very yeah, awkward. But I mean, you mentioned Streets of Rage. Every time you take out a bad guy or a bad guy takes out you, that may be reasonable. I mean, it depends how trashed you want to get with these games. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I was going to suggest possibly Among Us is a fairly good one because yeah. you could do perhaps drink every time you know you get murdered um, or uh, <laughs> or perhaps every time that someone's accused and it turns out that they're not the, um, not the imposter. I think that That's would. Right. Every time there's an emergency meeting and someone someone accuses you and you're not it, or maybe you are, or anything like that, yeah, that, that, that would work out pretty well. That would get you pretty pretty heftily smashed. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I presume that that is the the intent of the game is to is to, is to get smashed, or rather than, than not to get smashed. Can you can you think of anything else to say at all? Well, I mean, I was thinking, uh, yeah, every time you uh, you score a goal in Rocket League, you might be a good yeah, one to get well, I'm, well, for me, that would be the opposite. That would be, if I want to maintain my hard-won sobriety, <laughs> um, yeah. then every time I score a goal in Rocket League, the answer to that would be, I will never score a goal in Rocket League. I have never managed <laughs> to do it. In fact, yeah. I... It's because you're too old to play Rocket League. Mm, well, I mean, I'm surprised you even know what it is, old man. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I have. I don't think I've successfully, or, or at least deliberately, scored a goal in Rocket League. And that's even when I've been playing <laughs> the training and the tutorial. Uh, I just can't get yeah. the physics right in that game. It's just a marvel to me. Oh, you keep trying. You kind of use those opposable digits, old dude. Yeah, well, at least mine still work. Anyway... Thank you, Metal Shaft, for that great question. And well done to, you know, lay down a little bit of a, a drinking, you know, theme to remind us that we owe you a drink. Yeah. We have a next question, drink, though, yes. from Enzo, friend of the podcast. Uh, Enzo! D&D uh, and criminal. Um, with the success of Stray, which we featured quite a lot on our last episode podcast, you know, featuring a small we cat. Yeah, um, that, that. yeah. I had to have a few injections after we met. That yeah, um, I, I did go gangrenous in certain areas. But Enzo asks, mm. should we expect more animal-related games? I, I, I mean, it's one of those things that if something makes money, then uh, the industry is just going to keep doing it until we're bored of it. So, yeah, I think we are going to be seeing uh, lots more video games where you play as an, an animal protagonist of some sort. What do you I mean, think? I think that's the case. I think that what happened with, you know, I don't want to preempt too much, is that we obviously had people, people said the same though, said with the um, you know, Untitled Goose game. Um, mm. But then I've noticed that we did a podcast about it and then it, the popularity of it completely disappeared. So 
Um, I don't want to mm. egg it too much. But yeah, there's, there's, I think you will see a, a flood of games. And I think what's going to happen is that everyone's going to sort of run out and just stick any animal in a game they possibly can. I mean, you know, like there'll be a, like a badger with so. an axe um, or something. I don't know. Yes. Um, what, 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 would, what would you yeah, pick? Something like that. I think that's, that's very... Uh, I would... Ooh, um... Now, now we are uh, talking. I would say uh, the, the 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 royal corgi got lost on the other side of London and has to get back into the Queen's. That balls. would be that would be an interesting adventure game. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what else would I have? I'd have a you know uh, some kind of puzzle game with a snake. I don't know. I think it might have been done actually. Um, yeah, no, that, that may have, may have appeared once or twice on on a few sort of different devices. I think yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, they've already got, uh, I mean, Ubisoft have basically kind of ripped out that eagle part of their Assassin's Creed game and made it a game by themselves, so there's already that about being a bird. Uh, yeah, that was a VR title, wasn't it, Eagle Flight? Um, I suppose you could just come up with loads of stuff. You could be a newt with a machine gun or um, a small... Uh, crab with a knife, those are very popular on the internet. Yeah, crabs we? with knives. Um, it could be, I don't know... Pigeon with gout. I don't know what that gameplay mechanic would be. I mean, actually, probably the one that we probably, yeah. I think we can probably expect quite soon would be um, the swan going around breaking people's arms. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because swans can break arms and swans are quite yeah. an interesting animals. So you've got flying mechanics in there and then someone goes to give them some peas or a bit of bread and, and you know, mm. arm broken. How many arms can I you mean, break? How many kids' arms can you break? You know, uh, how many? And indeed. can you, can you break it like so that it can't be pinned back? Like the, the arms just knacker forever will be amputated. <laughs> Can you, you know, make loads of MPT uh, kids? Um, but you know, sky's the limit. I mean, as long as no one makes any games about pandas, I'm sounds a pound. Yeah, yeah. No, I know you have that weird don't thing mention about it, but pandas. Don't, I, but I fucking hate pandas. But they're so cute and cuddly. Yeah, oh, just, how can you effing hate pandas? Really easy. They're just stupid. They're just the evolutionary dead end. Look, we don't got time to talk about this. That's an entire podcast special of its own. I have more questions to get through and to ask you. Um, Let's move this on. This one comes from Ollie um, Hot Stuff S. Um, I think the hot stuff came from him. But he wants to know <laughs> if you were lost in the jungle, could you eat your own shoes? Now, this is an interesting question because there's a lot of different ways that you could mm, interpret we, this. I mean, yeah, yeah. Is it physically possible to eat your own shoes would be one aspect of it. And I, I guess I'm not really an expert in that. Yeah. And, and I guess the other thing is so, it's a case of could you eat your own shoes? Or, or, or is the question, you know, would you? Um, and, you know, as if there was something to that, you know, um, it's an implication that your, your shoes would provide you some kind of sustenance. Is it, is it? Is it that, you know, yes, it's the right thing to do, but could you, you know, yeah. get yourself into the front moment, sort of, you know, type of mind? And that's, it, it's, it's a question. So I'm going to take it as, um, I think, you know, let's take both aspects. So could, could you physically do it? That's one question. And then, you know, would you resort to it if that seems to be your only option? Um, but, I mean... I mean, I feel like if you prepared it well enough, if you kind of cooked it and boiled it and made it as, you know, kind of broke it down enough that maybe you could eat your shoes for, for sustenance if you uh, if you were really patient enough to, to, to cook it properly. Yeah, and it really depends on what you, you would crash with. I think it's different. I think if you got something with, like, a soft leather, you know, with not too harsh, you know, not too much rubber soles, or maybe sort of like, you know, thinner soles. And I think, yeah, absolutely, you could you could definitely do it. Um, the real question yeah. would be, though, is that what happens if, you know, you were going on holiday when you went over the jungle, you crash and you have really thick crocs on? You're not going to, that's going to, yeah. you're going to be chewing that for weeks. You will, well, I mean, that might, might be a good thing about it, you know, if, you, if it really does provide you with sustenance. Well, I mean, I don't, be, uh... I don't know why, I feel that leather, at least leather comes from an animal, 
Um, True. There might be some nutrients baked into it, a little bit like a beef jerky or something. Whereas I can't imagine the average, like, you know, thick rubber is going to give you much more than a block stomach. And I mean, I suppose if you were in a very wet jungle where you'd be going through water quite a lot, you would keep you buoyant, maybe? I don't know. Like, you know, your bowels would be buoyant? Poss- quite possibly. I mean, I, I feel like this kind of brings me on to the should you eat your own shoes. And I feel like your shoes would be quite useful pieces of equipment in the jungle because otherwise yeah. you'd be stepping on, I don't know, scorpions and thorns yeah. and all I mean, sorts of things I think that, what, that are in the jungle that you don't want to I think on. what Wally's missing here is that if I personally crashed into the jungle, I think that I would be dead within seconds because I would freak out the moment mm. I saw any kind of large insect or bug. And I'd run off probably <laughs> into a predator's cave or something like that and we'd get munched down like yeah. little Twix. So, you know. <sighs> mm, I haven't had a Twix in a while. Yeah, so, um, you know, or I'd do something stupid like, I don't know, like, um, you know, oh, I'm really thirsty, I'll drink this water that's like stagnant and I'd just get the shits and die. You know, just, yeah. Just shit myself <laughs> to death really quickly. Um, but look, if if... if had to like if literally you know this was going to save my life you better believe that i would eat my own shoes to be honest it wouldn't even take crashing in jungle if i've gone you know hungry for like 20 minutes on a kind of on a car (laughs) journey i'd eat my own shoes yeah yeah i've seen you do it actually yeah exactly when they wear flip-flops but i mean yeah you know um that's cool so i don't know if you really answered that one on say but i do i do know that if i if i had to i would eat my shoes the question is would you eat someone else's shoes if you had to um, they could have all sorts of stuff. They could have like athletes' foot, or like, of, I don't know. Bit of again, if they were if they were prepared in in the right way, if they're kind of boiled and and, and cooked and something. Yeah, like well, that, I think if you're eating your own shoes and you're you know you've got the facilities to boil something in the jungle, I think you're probably capable of doing like, cooking yeah. a bit more, aren't you? Really, like you know, like at least getting probably. like some kind of monkey or something and smashing its brains in and frying that up or something called boiling. I mean, if, I, if I'm taking these shoes from someone, I'm going to assume that person's dead. Not and, necessarily. You know, I guess what the real question Not necessarily. should be. necessarily. They could have lost oh. both their legs in the crash. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, but then that kind of leads us on to, would you eat that person's severed legs? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. I have no I have no problem with turning to cannibalism if I had to. Yeah. Again, I've been camping with you. I know you've done it, it before. Look, I mean, it was a long walk down the road to the pub, so what was I going to do? I just was. munched on our, one of our friend's legs. Um, <laughs> and oh, yeah, didn't we nearly eat each other in COVID as well? Yes, we did. But, I mean, extenuating circumstances, we've never been through a pandemic before. Obviously, it made sense. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so sorry, hot stuff. Um, not sure if we answered your question there. Um, next one, and this one is, uh, I don't know. I feel that perhaps we need to specify a bit more when we ask for questions that we should probably ask for questions about gaming, maybe. We do say ask us anything. Yeah, maybe it's somewhere vaguely in the but, area. Um, because the one I've got least. here is from Dazza Later, um, editor-in-chief and you know streamer for Anybody in Gaming, who's asked us, would you prefer to have a nose-sized penis or a penis-sized nose? And it sounds crazy, but I actually have to think about this one because at first it didn't make sense. But I think what it's trying to say is it's assuming that, you know... It's assuming, first of all, that your penis is bigger than your nose. Yeah, which is a pretty big assumption to make. Uh, you, know, you might not necessarily want to make yeah, that assumption. Yeah, but, but it's assuming that. And so basically saying, would you rather have a really, really large nose or would you rather have... Um, sorry, would you rather have a small nose... Uh, sorry, get it right way around. Yeah. Would you rather have a big penis and a normal nose or flip around, I think is what you're trying to say. Or a, a normal-sized penis or a normal-sized nose. And... 
I want to ask you this question because I've got I've got I've got problems from my own side in working this one out. But you, mm. you, you, you tell us what you would do. Uh, everything's relative, I guess. I would not mind. I guess. I don't know. I yeah. I I I'd like everything to be a normal size. That's a really boring answer. But I yeah. don't think that's really the point of the question. Um, I think what what the Dazzle is missing out here that in my case there is no question here because um, my penis is already nose size and size. I don't have a particularly yeah. large nose, so you could to be honest they're pretty much interchangeable. I'm like a Mr. Potato Head, so <laughs> just you know just swap them around. No one's going to notice. Some other might people might wonder why I'm playing my nose so much, but um, and why my why my snot looks like that, but just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay, so I think what you're trying to what you're trying to say, Jose, is that you know you'd you'd like a bigger winkle wonkle, but um, well, wouldn't everyone? But, mm, not necessarily. I mean, yeah. you know, if, you, if it was too large, yeah, I, that every time you you got <laughs> this is definitely off gaming. But every time you know you got aroused, you passed out from blood loss. I don't think you want it that big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I have one last question for you. Yeah, don't say. And this one, okay, this one's one very relevant question. to you. It's from oh. uh, from from Canada, uh, Squiddy P, who asks, Squiddy-bee. "Which circle of hell is Dante stuck in?" Now, this is quite a amusing <laughs> one because obviously, Dante's Inferno um, <laughs> is a story about you know there's many layers of well the, the rings of hell and the layers of hell uh, um, and the circles of hell, which is why people talk about being caught in the seventh circle of hell or whatnot. Um, and obviously, your uh, nom de Blop blop is is is, is Dante. Dante. So yes, it's yes. quite clever that it's quite clever. Yeah. We don't normally get kind of literary references, um, but but anyway, what 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 circle of hell are you stuck in? I'm just still blown away by the fact that it's based on a book. I mean, I thought Dante was some dude from Devil May Cry. Well, I'm glad that people tune in for you know the culture vulture podcast that we are. But yeah, okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's let's. It's imagine it's one of those paper okay. things that you don't know how to open or, um, or use. Um, yeah. Okay, so my, my own personal version of hell is to be stuck recording a podcast with a podcast co-host that continually thinks I'm older than him, even though it's only like a month and a bit. So that month and a bit would make you older than your co-host? Just a, a yeah, tiny but, bit. Not but that wasn't the question. Answer the question, your honour. No, it's like the defendant. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> it's very, very slightly older than his equally old and curmudgeonly ass. Mm. Yes. I'd suggest that, you know, quite a bit younger, particularly in attitude and uh, <laughs> nose and penis size. Let's not, let's not get into that. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Don't, don't call the police. Um, okay. So my own personal version of hell, what would, uh, what would my person, personal version of, of hell would be? I'm thinking about a few ideas about what your personal version of hell my would be. My one is pretty simple. My version of hell yeah. would be Stucker Eternity in a music hall where at sort of four or five, you know, primary school aged, you know, children play Lord of the Dance <laughs> on recorders for eternity badly. Uh, yes, yeah, that that would uh, that would definitely uh, or go there. I mean, mine would be quite similar, but with yeah, violins. Or go on. possibly being forced to watch the Star Wars sequels with someone that thinks they're better than the originals, arguing that they are for eternity. That would <laughs> that would probably. Oh, man. Yeah, that would really that would really hurt. Would would you be able to argue with them, or or would you be kind of 
sort of been made new. You could you could it. argue with all these amazing arguments, and they just wouldn't accept them. They would just be like, mm. "Yeah, but the Last Jedi is really, really good." And you'd be like, "Okay, but here's the reasons why it's not." And they'd be like, "Yeah, but you forget that it's really, really good." And you'd just be like, <laughs> "But and get really more frustrated with them." And they'd be really condescending as well, and be like, mm, "I don't think so. It's a really good film. I think you find that you know." Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> it's got some really interesting messages in it. Mm, like that. That's, that would be my one of my ideas. Yeah, I know. I, I feel like mine would be something more where I'm forced to care about football in some way uh, or to play FIFA games. Yeah, okay, that's not bad. Some sort of hell, but I mean, um, the other thing is, is that I think what I'm referring to is that I think you'd be in your own unique circle of hell. Because everyone else mm. in the other circles of hell would complain about you, and they'd be like, "Oh, can you get this prick out of out of hell, out of my circle, yeah. somewhere else?" I know this is hell, but this is taking the Mickey. Well, do people have their own butlers in hell? Well, they, they made they made a complaint to the bosses. So. They've been like, "Right, guys, yeah. like, I know we're being tortured to like you know for eternity, and that is that's bad. That's one thing. But doing that whilst having Dante here, could you just could you just move him over to another circle on his own?" Yeah. <laughs> Whereas you're pretty much everybody's idea of hell anyway. No, everyone would be like, everyone would be like, oh, you know, everyone would be like, oh, so right, this is horrible in there, but you know, it's a good thing you're here with your witty comments and um, excellent pants. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they 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 love your sense of humour. Absolutely, certainly wouldn't be like nails on a blackboard to them whatsoever. Harsh, but anyway, that's (laughs) that's all the questions that I've got. So I guess something else to for us to sign out. So, um, don't say where. Can people get in contact with us on Les Sociales? Uh, Les Sociales, they may get in contact with us through uh, Facebook. Yep. You search for Jam Bags UK on Facebook, you'll find our uh, Facebook page. Uh, you can see some of the posts that we very rarely seem to make on there. Uh, you can contact us through Twitter, so at Jam Bags underscore UK uh, through Twitter, you'll get to the Rudy, Rudy Manchego account. And at Dante RDRGZJB. Uh, you get the uh, Dante account on Twitter as well so you can interact with us there should you feel the need to uh, you've also got the Instagram at jambags underscore UK where you'll see various kind of gaming related posts some you know, kind of funny pictures and the occasional clip of uh, gaming from whatever I've been playing uh, lately because that's one of the accounts that I manage and you've got our YouTube account so you'll see various different YouTube uh, videos posted on YouTube and you can make comments on the uh, the message boards there and we will eventually get back to you if we feel like it cool that is a lot of stuff um, in terms it of is. listening to us you are probably already listening to us if you're hearing this but if you want to broaden your listening horizons we are available um on spotify we are available on apple Podcasts. we're available on google Podcasts, and basically any good app that uses an rss feed and other little places mm-hmm. like simplecast and stitcher as well but we also put a video version of the podcast onto youtube it's just a plain background but you can listen to us on there and in all those forums if there's a way to interact with us please do so like subscribes comments reviews all of those things if you can do us a big service get us all on the um up in the, yes. the rhythms that are al gore and um oh, yeah. yeah and that that would be great so um please Absolutely. please do listen yes, and join yeah. us next time for our 51st episode now we've got over the hump you know 51st and our egx, and our EGX special, special as it is and if you do if you do ever happen to be stuck in a room uh, with a guy who's basically your age but still seems to think you're significantly older than him just smash him in the jam bags Ooh. and then leave like i'm gonna do now what?
<sighs> wow. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the hundredth episode of the Jam Packs Comedy Gaming Podcast. Oh, so out of breath. Hey, don't say how you doing, man. I can't believe we made it to a hundred episodes. And uh, oh, you're looking. You're all right. What are you doing? What are you doing in this old people's home, Rudy? Rudy, is that oh, you? Yeah, Rudy. So we're doing oh, the I'm so glad you made it, Rudy. I, I thought you weren't going to be here. Oh, uh, I'm so tired, Rudy. Right, you. Yeah, sorry. Why are you in a wheelchair with a blanket over you? Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've got much longer, really. I need to. I need to get some things off my chest, Rudy. I need you. Need to you to hear. Some is this stuff. because Please, you're so much closer. older than me? No, no, you're older than me, but you just don't know. But, yet. but I, this but yeah, like well, you're the one that's in an old people's home, sucking food through a straw with a blanket around you and watching uh, uh, EastEnders on repeat. Whereas uh, I seem to be completely able to walk or talk because it's only a few years since it, we did the fiftieth episode, and you know, so it comforts me. Really. You, it comforts me in my twilight. Your twilight. Years. You're, you're not even. Okay. <sighs> All right, this really? is a. I'm oh, okay. What is it? Come here, Rudy. I, I need to tell you something. I need to, to, to share some stuff. Do I have to get that close? I've kept from you for too Can long. I, do I have to? And the, my time is nearly up. All right, I'm coming close. All right, I'll, okay, what, what is it? What is it? I'm what is it you want to tell me? Don't say, what is it you want to you tell me? You're a fuck.